Hello, and welcome to the Reformed Podcast, where the goal is to help you grow in your knowledge of biblical doctrine and theology. My name is Yeshua, and I'm your host. Let's begin today's episode. Hey everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the Reformed Podcast. We've been focusing on the sovereignty of God. So in this episode, I wanted to talk about man's free will. So, what is free will? Free will is the ability to make choices based on the greatest desire at the moment a choice is to be made. And so here is how the will works. When we're faced with a choice, it must first enter the mind because we need to be made aware of the choice at hand. And once this happens, our will will then choose what it desires most at that given moment. So our choices are always based on our desires. Whatever the mind finds most desirable, that is what the will of man chooses. Which means our choices are never random or neutral, because they're always governed by our desires. For example, when we're faced with the choice to sin or not to sin, when we make the choice to sin, the reason we've made that choice is because that is what we desire the most. So we will always choose based on our greatest desire at the moment a choice is to be made. This is why we're held accountable for the choices we make. If we were simply making choices randomly or spontaneously, with no bias or desire behind them, then our choices would have no morality, which means they wouldn't be good or bad, and God would have no basis to judge us for the choices we make. But clearly we see in Scripture that God doesn't only judge our actions— He also judges the intentions behind our actions. In other words, God doesn't only judge the outward act. He also judges the inward attitude. As Proverbs 21.2 says, The Lord examines the heart. So, free will is the ability to make choices based on our greatest desires. Now, there are two distinctions about the will that must be made. The natural ability and the moral ability. First, the natural ability. This means our choices are restricted to what we are naturally able to do. For example, I may desire to fly more than I desire to walk, but since I don't have the natural ability to fly, my will is restricted from allowing me to do it. So the will is not capable of doing things that we can't naturally do. Second, the moral ability. And here is where the heart of the debate about free will lies. The question is, does man have the moral ability to choose to believe in God? And the biblical answer to this question is abundantly clear. We do not have the moral ability to choose to believe in God of our own free will. And this is because we are sinful by nature, and everything about us is affected by sin. Our mind is affected by sin, Ephesians 4.18. Our heart is affected by sin, Jeremiah 17.9, and our will is affected by sin, Genesis 6.5. So, because we are corrupt, our desires are corrupt. Therefore, we would never desire God more than we desire our sin, which means if the choice was left up to us, we would never freely choose God. And this is the clear teaching of Scripture, Romans 8.7. The mind set on the flesh is hostile toward God, for it does not subject itself to the law of God, for it is not even able to do so. In Romans 3, 10 through 11, 
as it is written, none is righteous, no, not one. No one understands, no one seeks for God. So according to these scriptures, we don't have the moral ability to choose to believe in God of our own free will, which is why it was necessary for God to first choose us and draw us to himself. And this is the clear teaching of Christ. John 6:44. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. Jesus is teaching here that we don't have the ability to come to him in and of ourselves. God must act first. And this is what God has done in election and predestination. If God did not choose us first, we would never have chosen him. As 1 John 4:19 says, we love him because he first loved us. So God changes our desires. And he does this by removing our heart of stone and giving us a heart of flesh, a heart with new desires, a heart that desires him and is drawn to him by the Holy Spirit. So this is why we must be born again. Ezekiel 36, 26 through 27. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statues and be careful to obey my rules. So, in conclusion, we do have the ability to make choices and we do make choices every day, what we're going to eat, what we're going to wear, and so on. So in this sense, we have free will. But when it comes to spiritual things, the things of God, this is where our will is not free. Instead, it's enslaved to sin. John 8:34. Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is the slave of sin. And so we must be made free by God. And this is what God has done for us in choosing to save us by his sovereign grace. And so Christ concludes in John 8:36, If the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the Reformed Podcast, where the goal is to answer the call of 2 Peter 3.18, to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen, and God bless.